Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Community's Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 405. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me today, as always, I have my co-host, John White, in the room. Hi, John. How you doing? How's it going, Eric? Uh, everything's going great with me. I, you know, today's a Color of the Bay report. Uh, it, was, it was a blue-gray. I swear, as I was looking over, I saw a, a, I saw a camera flash coming out of the water. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was a listener or, I mean, if that was a listener, creepy. Uh, if, if that was just, you know, my brain playing tricks on me, then. We have a new uh, college intern, and we sent her off on a mission to, like, get you as you cross the bay. Oh, so right. Yeah, doing that. Oh, yeah. Wow. That, exactly. Is John really coming in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Is it, We didn't really believe you were actually looking at the bay. So <laughs> we'll be posting that later today on the VMware Corporate Channel. Yeah. John White, looking at the bay. Bluish, nice. Blue gray. Blue gray. Well, yeah, it's never really blue. Um, so in the room we have today on the show, who do we have on the show today? I, I don't know. Um, oh yes, we have my old office mate, Samit uh, Pradani. Samit, welcome to the show. Samit runs the uh, partner marketing at VMware. Does a lot of partner engagement. Uh, knows a lot about what we do with our partners, and we haven't really talked about partners and partner marketing for a long time on the podcast. Uh, it used to be a regular cycle. We would, we would loop in the partner people and talk to them. So we thought we'd have Samit on the show. So Samit, welcome to our studio. I think, I don't know, it may be your first time on the show. It is. Thank uh, you. Thank yeah. you for inviting me. Uh, well, appreciate you being in the studio and braving the, the, the bay uh, to get over here. Uh, we all commute from some places. And then also in the room, we have our new college intern, uh, Katie Chess and Katie, welcome to your first ever podcast at VMware. Well, thank you for inviting me as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Uh, so you're going to be working w- with our team probably throughout the rest of the year and into next year, maybe your last day of May of 2018. So you'll be with us for a while. So welcome to the community. There's like 3 million of us, and we run the podcast for a week. So thanks for being in, on the show. I'm sure everybody will get to know Katie over time. Um, so before we get to what's new with PEX and partner uh, exchange and all the partner marketing stuff, we thought we would do a little bit of the news. Uh, not that much news going on, but we got a couple things. First thing that I'll report is Workstation Infusion 10 released, which is I think is the 10-year anniversary. So they are doing a, a Workstation Infusion 10 Pro. Uh, it's a there's a package. They have a, a collector edition box set. Going out tonight, yeah. Box a, software, guys. A, a box software, yeah. Um, I think everybody should jump on that and get a hold of that because that's that's super cool. Ninety nine dollars for the box set. Um, I think it's the pro pro version. Uh, they got a picture seen up on their website somewhere. It's going to go out tonight. Um, so take a look for, uh, at that. Uh, Ninety nine dollars online. We're going to be marketing that throughout uh, tomorrow. And if you get that, you get a nice box set that we send out. Gold embossed, you know, classic. You know, you get that uh, Fusion Pro card that's gold embossed too. I think they got something like that. Um, pretty nice. So you can flash that to every all your friends. Nice, yeah. nice. Yep. Uh, like that, we should probably get somebody on the show to talk about that, but that came out, uh, and it's, I think, GAing. so good on that. Uh, Corey, I know you're on the phone. Welcome welcome to the podcast, as always. How you been doing? I've been doing fantastic, Eric. You're doing great. Right, great. We, uh, yeah, we just kicked off the uh, cloud program, the vExpert cloud program. We just announced that last week. 
that went out. It was announced internally. So this is so just a. I know we're going on public podcast here talking about the V Expert V Cloud program. This is for only for internal V experts. Uh, so to be part of the program, you have to be the expert. So it encourages encourages anyone on the call who's not a V expert that's interested to become a V expert in November. Anyway, so yeah, the program so- is a, what's that. So when you say it's an internal program, you mean it's a program focused on existing V experts? Yes, correct. You don't have to be internally working at VMware. It's just you have to be a V expert to qualify for the V expert cloud um, program. Correct. Right. All right. Yep. So yep. Corey, so we're looking, we're looking for activities. Sorry, what was that? Is, is, is what that V expert cloud program is that focused on a, a specific product set? Is it focused on uh, public cloud, private cloud? What's, so what's the, uh, yeah, so it's focused yeah. on uh, it's focused on uh, traditional cloud native applications that, that are running across uh, VMware Cloud Foundation, um, as well as uh, cloud, is AWS, Azure, Google. So we're lo- really looking for um, uh, evangelists who are running uh, products of cloud. Sorry, products across the many clouds in evangelizing okay. about about their work. Great. So, um, how you announced this? Uh, how long are non- nominations open? What's your What's your goal with this? I, I guess we call these sub programs or, or groupings, really, where yes. we're trying to make smaller groups focused on given skill sets. So we already have NSX, we already have vSAN, cloud. What's the, what's the timeline on this one? Yeah, so applications, like I said, were, uh, were opened um, last week. Uh, they close on October 26th, and then we start the voting right away, and then uh, we will announce the awards on October 27th. Great, great. Exciting. Excuse me. Uh, sorry about that. All right, good. So that's that's out. I know that we've gotten some feedback from some of the groups that say, what are we doing with these uh, subgroups of the V-experts? Does this mean we're getting more V-experts? The answer is no. Actually, it's it's the opposite. What we're trying to do is build a little bit more focus into the V-expert program. Uh, as you, you guys know, we have like 1,600-plus V-experts in the program, which is a rewards program. So if you meet the criteria, you end up you know, getting a nomination for the reward because it is a rewards program. But what we also want to do is work with the BUs and allow the BUs to focus on some top contributors right, in given subject areas so that uh, a lot of people say, well, the experts are too big now. right? You know, If you need to buy them or train them or uh, put them under NDA, you have so many people that it gets unwieldy. And so what we're doing with these, these focus programs is allow the BUs to work directly with a set number of you know, evangelists who are trained uh, in a particular area. That makes the program smaller. So typically, these programs, you know, run up to maybe under 200 people. Uh, the NSX one is maybe 140 people right yeah, now. Yeah, the 100, 140 is 89. Yep. And so, so we're trying to grow those and make th- th- those really focus on the quality of the topics themselves, making sure that everybody's in that program really brings a certain amount of expertise to the to the program itself. And so that these are actually programs that are actually you know, focusing on technology as opposed to the broad V expert program, which is, you know, if you're evangelizing and you're you're accumulating the evangelistic point set for being an evangelist, you can you can qualify for that reward. Did I artic- did I articulate that well? Yes, yes, you did. 
And I think that we've gotten some feedbacks from some of the experts that the program is too large, and what we're trying to do is, you know, respond by building sub-programs. Some of the feedback we get from some of the V-Expert programs is the, or contributors is, wait, another program? You're making it larger? And we're <laughs> like, no, we're not. We're actually trying to respond to the feedback we did get by making these subgroups smaller. Right. Okay. Focus, yeah, and that is, yeah, you can you can yeah. you can be part of you know a part you can, you can be part of the VSAM program as well as the cloud program, so you can participate in all of them. Right, right. Okay, great. All right, so that's the V V Cloud the V Expert Cloud announcement. Um, John, I know there's some activity going on with uh, other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So Hands On Labs, you know, I worked uh, Hands On Labs for the first time this year, and so I've been following. Uh, you know, the re release schedule, some of those labs have started to uh, make it out the, the fall 2018, uh, fiscal year 2018 first release. So those have started to come out. I, I think it's actually over 50, somewhere between 50 and 80 uh, now. So those are all the labs that were available at VMworld now starting to, to leak out into the public on the hands-on lab site. That's cool. Yep. So they're, they're showing up, and uh, if you didn't make it to VMworld or you just spent too much time doing all the other stuff, you, go to, you can go now do those labs at yeah, the same and, time. And, you know, this was the year where, you know, so many people, you know, came back and said, you know, the, the announcements are cool, you know, new products are cool, um, but these, these hands-on labs really made the event. So if you didn't get a chance to go, as Eric said, and you, you'd like to be able to participate in, in these labs, then, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity. All right, good, good. Uh, and then finally, VForms uh, are, uh, there's a VForm online coming out up on October 18th. Uh, so if you want to register for that, uh, you can go participate in uh, the online VForm. Uh, it is going to be held, I don't know what time on the day, but I think it's Pacific Coast uh, time. So uh, go register for that. That's coming out on October 18th. Yeah, that's uh, 9.30 to 2 uh, Pacific time. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to travel, you know, because travel is, is expensive. You didn't get a chance to go to Vegas or Barcelona. This is a terrific time to, to kind of see, you know, similar type of uh, event content, um, you know, as more announcements and other things have become more clear. I think you're going to see maybe a little bit more uh, news about some of our products. Uh, just a, a, a terrific opportunity to participate. All right. And with that, that's all we have for news. So let's get on with Samit. So Samit. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, as always, we start, try to get people to understand who everyone is. So if they run into you sometime, they'll go, hey, I, I know who you are, you're a community member. Uh, I've worked with you for a long time because we shared an office in their early days at VMware. Um, but uh, why don't you tell the community, uh, who are you, how long have you been in the industry, uh, when did you show up at VMware, and what have you done at VMware in our ecosystem? Sure. So thank you again for inviting. Um, pleasure speaking to everybody out there. Uh, I've been in the industry for around, around I think, close to 20 years now. Uh, seems like I'm getting older day by day, but it's all good. Um, you look young. You look. You don't look a day over being in the industry 10 years. It's actually easy. I just shave it off as soon as I basically get some gray hair. So nice. <laughs> young again, That's so. cheating. That is cheating, but it works. Don't 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 reveal the strategy. <laughs> Cool. Um, so yeah, been uh, been in the industry for close to 20 years. Um, um, came here, you know, like I said, for grad school uh, 20 years ago. After grad school, went directly to Cisco. Was at Cisco for 10 plus years. Um, you know, 
different jobs out there from starting as a, starting as a very web developer, you know, basically IT and all that stuff to marketing, and uh, you know, became a program manager and then a project manager and then been in the, been there for ten years. Basically managed the international sites for Cisco, um, you know, growing the growing the ecosystem from an international standpoint. So it was pretty challenging, pretty cool. Cisco at that time was, I think, an industry leader in some ways. It still is in its own ways. Uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of teams. So enjoyed working there. Um, so after 10 years, I realized that I've been too Cisco-ized, is what I called myself, right? So I knew everything about Cisco, but didn't know anything about what the industry is offering and everything. So came to VMware, um, started as a group manager for International because that was my core competency that I basically did at Cisco. Mm-hmm. Um, had the opportunity to share an office with Eric, uh, so got a lot of good insights. Um, uh, started seven plus years ago, apparently. It's been that long. Um, so, like I said, started as a group manager. The goal was to basically, you know, VMware at that time, I would say, was a very engineer-focused company, right? Engineering was the highlight out there. Marketing was, you know, a small, you know, organization, I would say 100 plus or 200 maximum worldwide. And, for, right. I mean, and then on top of it, international marketing, right, completely something that was new to everybody was like an afterthought, so to VMware. So basically coming to that area where, you know, nobody understood what the international web was and what we bring to the table and everything. So started there, um, you know, did three plus years of international, um, you know, grew out there. And from there I had a interesting challenging role that basically came to me from um, from customers sh- to shifting to partners, right? Uh, never had done partners, never knew what they did, how they did everything. So it was an interesting big shift for me. Seemed challenging enough, but I said, great, let's actually do it. Let's see how it feels. So did that, started four years ago um, as the director for partner portals. Um, think about this way, VMware's revenue, whatever, it keeps going up to $7 billion or whatever it is mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, I was going to ask you this, but you're beating me to the question. Thank you. <laughs> what percentage comes from partners? Uh, 83 to 85% comes from partners, believe it or not. It's pretty significant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so didn't realize that, that how big it is. Uh, you know, from a partner community, we have around 75 to 80,000 partners worldwide, right. which is humongous. Out of that 80,000 partners, you know, one partner might have, multiple users. So we have around a user group of 600,000 users that actually, you know, go work with us, right? So, for example, HP would be a partner, but HP would have, you know, a thousand accounts with us who actually go work with us, right? And there's different partner types out there also, as we know. So, Yeah, yeah. that just blows my mind. 85% of our business comes through the partner ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. And 80,000 plus partners uh, that are in that ecosystem. Uh, one question that hits me is, how are we doing relative to our competitors when it comes to partners? Is that an average number? Are we all sharing the same partners uh, when we, we talk about that, like Microsoft and us? I mean, the market has like more, but... Um, right. so that's the thing, right? So think about it this way. Like if you compare ourselves to a Cisco, Microsoft, that's like way too high, right? They're in the hundreds and thousands, right? Because they've been there for a very long time. Sure. You know, they have a lot, right? Uh, but then there are these, you know, um, smaller companies that might have 5,000 or 10,000 partners, right? Like, you know, a company that's doing 2 billion or 3 billion in revenue or something. But if you look at our industry where we are or something, I think we're, we are pretty much at par with our industry partners that we have, right? We, we do a pretty significant number. Every time I've spoken to people about the number of partners we have and everything, everybody's shocked and anything else, like, damn, you have so many partners, right? So 
I don't think people look at VMware as saying that we will have such a large community of partners, but we do, right? right. Which is significant, right? And it's an extension of our sales force, right? That's what it is. And it's a huge extension. Right. I, I got to imagine that. Do, do we see the bulk of revenue come from a certain number of partners and then the rest tail off? How, is it a long tail? It is the 80-20% rule that always basically works. So um, just to give you a little bit more insight on how partners are set up, right? So we have, um, you know, different types of partner types, right? So we have solution providers, we have service providers, we have OEM, we have distributors, technology partners, ISO, learning, you name it, right? Uh, within there, our core main group of partners is solution providers, right? Distributors and OEMs are always a handful, right? Because we know they are in a yeah. But our majority yeah. chunk is a solution provider, right? Uh, within the solution provider, you start off at a certain level. Just to give you more insight, I don't know if you knew this, Eric, but there's 2,500 partners that we actually register every quarter. New partners. New partners. New partners. So, so we're growing 2,500. We lose X number, but we, we have a net, a net, net gain. Right, but right, we sure. basically say 2,500 partners register with us as a new partner to, to say, how do I start doing this? Every quarter. Year? Every quarter, right, okay, which is significant right. itself. So they start off by, you know, you're a partner. You start off by basically saying, okay, you know, grow through your competencies, learn, learn about VMware, get educated, understand what we do, what we do, how we sell, and all that stuff. And once you do that, you start selling, and you grow up the ladder, right? Sure. So from a, basically where you start off as a, regular partner type or something, then you grow up to the enterprise level or something. So basically, the more you sell, the more you educate yourself, the higher up you go. Simple rule. And what is happening is that from that perspective, yes, the 80-20 rule still applies that 80% of, or 20% of our partners basically bring the bulk of the... Right, because they've revenue. climbed up that stack, right? They so have. And, yeah, and right. They, when they close the deal, you know, you're talking about a million dollars in deals versus the small partners might do 100000 or 50000 Sure, right. it adds up, but... The eighty twenty rule does apply for sure. Yeah, and I know that we've been uh, pre pressing for that nine figure deal, that kind of stuff, and a lot of those opportunities are end up in you know complex partner environments, right? Correct. Where it's a it's a partner with sub partners who are all coming to market with a particular solution to a giant company. Exactly. Right? Interesting. Right. Yeah. So it really are solution providers at that point. They're not just people that are going out and saying, "Oh, you were looking for VMware? I'll transact that for you." It's oh, you're trying to solve this problem, I'm going to put together a solution. I have this uh, set of vendors that I work with. Uh, we've solved that problem 20 times before. Mm -hmm. You know, we can do that in a much shorter time, you know, because we've done it over and over and over again. You're just trying to do it the one time. You're Correct, but there's, right, but there's basically partners that wear multiple hats too, right? Mm -hmm. A solution provider might also be a service provider and vice versa, you know? So you could be doing it from both ways, right? So it's not right. just set to saying you're a solution provider and I only give you a solution, but yes, most of them are basically there to actually give that solution to our customers, right? right. But at the end of the day, one thing that I think a lot of people think about, you know, customer, partner, customer, partner, I'm selling customer. But at the end of the day, you have to realize we're all selling to a customer and we're trying to basically bring the same revenue in for VMware. So I think that's something that, you know, I learned a few years ago. That was an interesting thing to, that always is in my head as to saying, you know, we're all selling to a customer, whether we're selling it through directly to VMware.com or VMware, or we're selling it to a partner. Everybody is a customer that we're selling to. It's really interesting what you said about the, the partner program and, and climbing the ladder of mm -hmm. the partner. So I, I should probably say my last job was a funded head out of DISTE. It was at Ingram Micro. And and one of the, the main jobs that I had was to help, help the, the technical teams at the various partners up-level themselves. Right. And, and part, one of the benefits for the partner was, you know, if you had so many competencies, if you 
you know, got a certificate in vSAN and NSX and some of the end user computing, you know, and, and your salespeople went through, you know, a program to, to certify that they understood, you know, the different product sets. Then that actually brought a benefit to the to the to the partner, mm-hmm. right? You know, maybe a slightly larger discount or something along those lines. And, you know, so they were able to, you know, we, we have these like huge carrots, right? And uh, so we're not actually going out to the partners and saying, hey, just be better, just be better. And, hey, you've got to sell more in order to be a better partner. It's really educate yourself, you know, do all these right things and then, you know, execute and then you'll be a better partner. Yeah, so I always think about, um, you know, just to make it easier for people to understand, think about as as you're a mile collector, right? Like you fly airlines, right? So it's it's the same, it's a similar concept, right? The more you fly, you know, the higher up you go the ladder, Right. And if you basically have a credit card that basically does that to you, so you're trying to cross-sell, upsell, you start doing all of those things, the more you do that, you know, the airline basically says, great, I understand you are a valued part, valued customer to me. Let me keep up leveling. Let me give you more discounts. Let me give you 10% more. Let me give you a free check bag, right? So those are small things. So same concept that for our partners also is if you sell more, we'll give you 10%. You know, if you sell more, we'll give you 15%. So there's always that thing that we're always basically providing to our partners in incentives. And that's what partners are always looking for, right? Is to how do I close that deal and get more, you know, more from my for my money, right? That's what they're looking for. Right. Right. And give them a strategic advantage as well, right? Uh, train them up and move them forward. So let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit around partner marketing. So you you have been in ra- around partner marketing, and I know we have done some some things with some of the bigger partners where HP and Dell and others are, you know considered a partner because they're selling, they're a type of partner. Um, and we, we've included them in some of the social platforms like advocacy. We invite uh, partners into advocacy. We invite partners into the expert program. Um, so we definitely engage with them and offer them some special services in the social perspective. What other things are you guys doing when it comes to marketing? I know you you deal with the, the web portal sure. environment and that. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that and uh, other things you know around the, the marketing activities. And then we'll try to relate that back into community ecosystem as well. But uh, why don't you take a stab at some of that? Sure. So um, one of the key things that partners basically need to do business with us is, uh, you know, they need to actually, like I said, register, become a partner, up-level themselves, and then they do all that stuff through our portal, which is Partner Central, right? So it's a, I would call a one-stop shop for our partners to actually do business with us, right? Whether you're actually trying to understand what to sell, trying to understand what do I, how do I do business, how do I get my incentives, how do I register a deal, all that information, marketing activities, everything is supposed to be within the portal, right? Um, I also have an analogy that I use a lot is that it's a portal within a portal within a portal within a portal within a portal. I mean, it just goes on and on, right? And the reason is because, you know, we at VMware don't have the technology for everything, right? So then if we if we're looking for somebody to actually do marketing with, right, so instead of building it in-house, we go build a SaaS application and try to actually get that within our portal. So from a partner experience perspective, it needs to be a flawless experience for our partners. So when they're doing business or coming to our portal, they feel like it's an integrated platform for them to, to work with us, right? But it is a one-stop shop for partners, right? So um, we are doing a lot with our partners. Um, you know, one of the big things that we are always trying to do is ease of doing business with VMware, right? I right. also just want to let you know is that um, in the last three years, we have actually won the industry CRN award for the portal, right? We have beat, uh, we have beat a Microsoft and Citrix uh, across the board for CRN awards, so which is a big thing 
for our portal and for our program itself, right? Just so computer reseller news. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so they basically had these awards every year, and we have won that three times in a row. So that's pretty cool to actually see that happening. That the portal actually, uh, you know, helps us basically, you know, give us that opportunity to say you guys did great, or you didn't, or if you didn't do well, here's where you actually messed up or something. So that gives us an opportunity to go back and try to fix things for ourselves, right? So one of the key things that we're always doing is ease of doing business, like I said, right? So, you know, when a partner wakes up in the morning, right, he's not excited to actually go to our portal and say, let me see what's going on at VMware side. It's not a Facebook, it's not a Yahoo, it's not CNN or something that you really go log into and do, right? Right. So our goal is that when a partner does come in, right, whatever that time of the day would be, uh, he basically gets the information that he's looking for at the right time and the right place. And if he's trying to basically say, today I feel like I'm going to register my deal or something, let me actually give him, you know, step-by-step instruction on how do I actually make that happen for them, right? So that's one of the top priorities that we always look at from a portal perspective, ease of, ease of doing business. From a marketing program perspective, we have, you know, a lot of content for our, for our partners. We have an entire platform called Partner Demand Center. And that is focused on specifically on how actually partners can run their own marketing campaigns within us, right? Within the within the platform itself, what we do is we enable the partners to actually give them the information that they might need. So, say for example, if a partner is all about NSX, right, and he's like, uh-huh. okay, I'm going to basically sell NSX, you know, so great. So they actually log into our portal. They actually go to Partner Demand Center, which is a marketing tool. They actually go there and actually can actually create an entire email campaign around that and then send that out to their customers. So it's a lead generation mechanism that's actually built in within our platform. So they don't actually have to use their own or they don't have to go look for another email platform or something like that. Everything can be done within our portal, right? Um, They have social syndication out there. They have content syndication. So for example, the CDWs of the world or anything like that, they can actually leverage our content and showcase that in, social, in their social channels. So yeah, we've built in the, yeah. here's, here's the content, here's how you can go tweet it, and boom, you can just Correct. push that so content exactly. out. Exactly. Right. So we've built right. all of those things for them. We have collaterals that they can go ahead and download things for themselves. They can, you know. This is scary, right? <laughs> this is just a scary thing. It is right. scary, but. No, know. I'm just kidding. It's, uh, it, it's, it's automated, right? Or it's, it's, it's well, good, it's right? Powerful. 85% of our business comes through that. So yeah, exactly. That. And, you know, that's what partners basically want, right? Partners want to make more money and you know what we do is we enable them to actually give them the right tools at the right place right, right. Um, they're looking for content they, they don't want to go out there and figure out what content to write for our you know for for their customers so they're right. like if you've already done this let me actually get that from you and run with it right so that's what we give them what that's what we help them do we also actually localize for them right so we actually have a localized in a bunch of different languages so that not just our U.S. partners, but our international partners can come in and actually, you know, download the assets that they need or run the program for themselves. Well, I'm just imagining the, the small business, which is a solution provider out there mm-hmm. in, in some medium-sized city. They're just getting started, right? So they, they've had some success selling, you know, some solutions, and they probably have one or two hardware vendors, one or two storage vendors, one or two network Correct. vendors, you know, a couple different software solutions. They're trying to focus. And they don't have time to go out and do like an email, you know, find an email Correct. demand generation vendor. They don't have time to, to 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 look for you know twelve different tools to support their business. So mm-hmm. if we can be a better partner for them and and help them do that, then that's great. Correct. And also you have to also think about the same way, right? That there are these lot of small partners who actually come in, open the office, 
basically they start by looking at from a sales cycle they are doing marketing they're doing accounting they're doing everything right so yeah, you know five hats and at the same time they don't need to basically they're selling they're not just selling vmware they're selling five different products too at the same time so for them you know they're looking for the best way to go in do their job and quickly come out right as quickly as they can so our goal is to actually help them do that give them the right information at the right time at the right place so that we can help them be successful right, right. Right. It's all about, like I said, the 80-20% rule does apply. Yes, there are the big deals that do happen, but we, our focus, my focus in general is the, 80, is the 80% rather than the 20% because the 80% are already, we have partner business marketing managers, right, that actually support them full-time, right? That's their job, right? We have a lot of those people that actually, you know, um, are a phone call away for our partners, right, because they're the top-tier partners, so they need that full service or something. But our goal is, my goal in general is to basically look at the, Look at that 80% of our partners that actually, you know, have that mom and pop shop, have basically a small shop that they, they're, they're struggling with or they might be needing help on. So that's what our focus is at this point. So I think we have some community members that are asking questions that are, that are I think, maybe touch on this idea of deal registration. Um, and, and maybe, you know, some of the community members are actually, you know, uh, owners or, or work in solution providers. So, you know, they're out there and they, they find a, uh, a company that, that needs their services. Mm -hmm. You know, they, uh, you know, are all physical or like 95% physical. They've only, you know, dipped their toes. And so they uncover this opportunity, but this company might have a policy of always going with the lowest bidder. So mm -hmm. how, how do they protect themselves from uh, somebody else, you know, just showing up and saying, oh, all that work that this uh, solution provider did, you know, like really helping you to spec out this deal and figure out what the solution is, we'll just, we'll sell you all that for, you know, 15% loss. Right. Uh, well, see, that's the risk that, you know, of course, working with a big corporation like VMware, we always have, right? There's only limited amount of things that we can actually give to a certain set of people, right? So the more, like I said, the more business that they do with us, there's more, uh, more discounts that they can actually get, sure. right? So, yes, there's always that competition that is always going to be there that, if a solution provider is basically selling more and getting more discounts, right, that's, that's, the, that's the best we can do, right? There's sure. always that, right? There's so, a deal registration process that, absolutely that gives some protection. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that usually if you've done a bunch of work to, to really help a, help a customer understand what it is that they need, that's a really good justification of saying, hey, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the primary partner working on this deal. And, Correct. And, and that helps avoid some channel conflicts. But yeah. it, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that Nobody else can sell that product. Oh, of course yeah. not, yeah. right. Okay. And also, at the same time, we also have development funds, right, that we do give to our partners also. Sure. Especially the top-tier ones, right? And, I mean, it, there's, there's rules and regulations around Co-op funding, that whole, yep, that whole thing. Absolutely, right? right? So, you know, like you said, you were basically a, a funded head, right? I mean, right. all that is coming from development funds, right? Yep. So, VMware basically has millions of dollars that is actually giving its to partners yep. to actually do advertisement, do marketing, you know, try to basically sell more yeah. and get more integration, more integration also at the same time for VMware and its products. And what I've seen in the partner space is just that partners just don't exist just to sell, right? The partners exist to add value, right? So Absolutely. you'll have partners in, you know, horizontal markets, right? You'll have partners that specialize in very you know, specific things. And then they add value with either software additions or knowledge in the industries and configurations or you know just all types of things and that's why you have partners right, right. If it was just a straight line sell everybody would just straight line sell and it would all go to ingram microd and we, everybody would just be the biggest volume lowest commission you know, you know provider but it's much more complicated that, than that right so moving to my next subject um 
PEX. I know, you know, we, we hear about PEX, and PEX is the day before VMworld, right? It's either Saturday or Sunday, whatever the day is. Right. Um, and, you know, the, it's always been this kind of black box for a lot of people because you don't get invited to PEX unless you're a, a partner. And then we have bloggers that go to PEX because they are a partner, but then they're not allowed to blog because <laughs> PEX is a, uh, is a black box. Um, what light can you shed on what is PEX and what goes on? What can you say about what goes on at a, a PEX-type event what, what for the people PEX that haven't gone? For? Partner Exchange. Partner Exchange. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, till two years ago, actually, Partner Exchange was its own thing, which held in February or March around that time yeah, frame. A whole event. And a whole event for three days, which was focused on partners. So the cool thing was that I loved about that event is when I went there, I would know exactly who I'm talking. I mean, I, I knew all the people that I'm talking to are partners. I did not have to worry about whether you're a customer or a partner. They were all partners because it was only invitation of basically a partner. And we did get around five to 7,000 people attending that. Uh, it was only in the U.S. I don't think that we had another one. Yeah, Pex in Europe. Yeah. We don't have, Single, we didn't have Pex right. in Europe or something like that. Uh, what happened was I think the partners basically thought about this and said, hey, this is a great event. We love the event and everything. But our problem is that we have to come to VMware twice, one at Pex and one at VMworld, right? Because we have to go meet our customers who are going to be attending, you know, VMworld. So that means that it's double the cost for us. So we realized that, and so we actually let go of PEX, but what we did was now integrated, we, we got PEX integrated as part of VMworld. So now instead of doing a three-day show for PEX, we have a one-day show, which is a day before VMworld starts. So for example, if VMworld started on Monday this time, we would do a day before, which is Sunday, is all about PEX. So it's basically... Uh, uh, so it's a one-day event, right, specifically for our partners, right, and the rest of the day the partners can attend all the sessions that they want to, uh, talk to their customers, do whatever they want to out there for those four days. But it's a, uh, it's a tech-specific event. Uh, sorry, it's a partner-specific event, so nobody else is invited except if you're a partner, right? The second thing is around that time we had 3,500 partners that actually attended those sessions, right, for uh, both VMworld US and VMworld Basuma. So as you can see, there's enough participation that we had. We had um, we also have the same scenario where we have general sessions. So where we basically have Pat, we have Brandon Sweeney, who's the new SVP, who just basically started. They come, Ross Brown, who's the other SVP. Uh, they basically all come in there and present and talk about what's happening. So sort of give partners more insight. You know, the same uh, same thing that we're going to talk about on Monday. And Tuesday, the partners basically sort of get that insight a day before as to what's going to come out, right? So it's more, like I said, it's a specific event for partners. It's a great event for, for them. So like I said, 3,500 partners were there. There were 50-plus uh, breakout sessions, three keynotes. Uh, and then, of course, there were a lot of technical and sales boot camps that partners can also attend. Right, that's interesting. So, um, do they get into the kind of any of the rah-rah stuff where you know everybody gets excited about what's coming out and meeting financial targets? I mean, I go to sales kickoff, and I'm always wondering, you know, where you get all of the VMware salespeople in a room and talk about that. Do they get into any of? Is the tone of what's happening in PEX more in the you know you can do this, you can you can find customers, we'll enable you? Oh, does it have a little bit of that flavor? Absolutely, it does. And and on top of that, there's basically all the sites sessions that keep happening. There's partner marketing forums within there that happen where there's specific partners that are invited. There are regional partner marketing forums. So there's all of these different ones that, you know, the goal for us is to actually help enable our partners to sell more, right? So yes, there is a lot of 
lot of that stuff that happens from an executive level where they're like, hey, we will make sure that you are successful. That's where we are here for. And, you know, a lot of basically um, information is given to our partners to be more successful. And that's what we do. So, yes, it is that entire energy is absolutely there when it comes to PECs, for sure. Japan has this idea of Karitsu, right, where you have a, go- a group of partners who are all c- collaborating together on particular business items. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we get some of that uh, exposure in, in a PECs where, you know, partners are actually forming alliances and uh, developing relationships so that when they go into deals and they're doing, I, I know that in a lot of these big deals, there's multiple partners engaged. Do they use that as kind of like a social networking time to get to know it each is. other and bond so that when they're competing or non-competing or collaborative you know, environments, they're actually being more effective with each other? It is, absolutely is. And I think that's the beauty of it, right? And that's why they still love coming to that is because it's also a networking moment to actually connect with different partners, right? Um, you know, they might be a solution provider and they're like, hey, let's actually look up and see what are you selling and see if I can make my ecosystem bigger, right? I only focus on networking. Okay, let, let me actually even look at workspace and look at EUC and things like that. So how do I actually collaborate with different partners is the, also the is also the key factors for our partners to do that internally when they are there. So it's a great networking event for sure. I sense a lot of cooperation that must go on in, in, in these type does. of environments, yeah. right? Um, so you're doing you're doing Partner Central, which is the the portal. I'll switch gears unless anybody else has more PEX questions. Well, I, I I just definitely want to chime in and, and uh, confirm some of this stuff. Like I you know again, what part of my job at my you know previous job was to go to PEX and go to VMworld every year. And you know I think I've said this on the podcast before. The last VMworld I attended, you know, I was there five nights. My hotel bill four hundred dollars a night, two thousand dollars, right? So if I go to PEX and stay there three or four nights. You know, now I'm, you know, I'm over $1,000 there. And, you know, multiply that times the number of staff that, you know, a partner actually wants to send to PECs. And, and a lot of times those partners would not go. They'd, they'd pick and choose. You know, yeah. I'm attending one show this year, and it's probably not going to be PECs because my customers aren't going to be there. So, you know, it was a, it was a problem. So I, I really like, you know, that. It, it, it was always nice to be separate, but I also wasn't paying the bill. And, uh, and I, I can definitely see the, the benefit of collapsing those things. Um, as you know, it's, it's still it's one day instead of three days, but it's it's still uh, way too. It's still focused. Yeah. The other thing is they do have another event that uh, happens uh, in the beginning of you know of the year that's more like focused on executive. Right. So I was going to right. talk about that. Yes, Partner Leadership Summit. It basically mm-hmm. happens in March. So right. with that specific one, those are our, our most of our elite partners that get invited to that. Right. Uh, you know, they have the entire award ceremony and everything out there also, which is great. The best thing about that specific thing, which our partners love, is they actually get to engage with our execs on a one-on-one level. That is, mm-hmm. you know, they never get to do that so easily. So it's a great opportunity for our partners to say, great, I can actually go talk to Pat one-on-one and figure out what is happening. Here are my challenges or here are things at a high level that I'm working on or things like that. So I think it's a great event for all of those partners. So it's a, I think it's a three- to four-day event or something right. in a in a you know resort or something like that that they do and they basically pick a, a separate city every time and, and it's a great you know event networking event for our elite partners to work and of course from management perspective they also get to go talk to our partners and not just not just basically not just uh, the executives that are you know supporting partners but basically you know our CMO is there right so she's there our VP of marketing is there so we have a bunch of different people you know even our product marketing product product um, sorry product execs are there too so basically we get a they get a you know 
uh, entire spectrum of all the things that might be happening uh, at VMware. So that's pretty that's pretty cool actually, and partners love that. So we've had two of those for now, and every time the feedback has been great on that one. Yeah, I can just see 85% of the revenue comes through this this, this whole channel. Right. And a lot of us in community don't really, really, you know, we know there are obviously community members that are, are part of partners, right? Um, but it's not one of these things that we talk about very much, right? And I don't know if we even offer any kind of social community, you know, kind of tailoring to, to these people. Right? Well, when I was a customer, um, I didn't understand what was going on. I knew there were resellers, and I knew there was a thing called a VAR, a value-added reseller, mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't understand how the channel worked. And, you know, going to DISD really opened my eyes. And uh, I felt like, well, you know, this isn't secret knowledge. Like, I would have been a better customer if I had known this. Mm-hmm. And I used to beat up, uh, you know, try to play two uh, resellers against each other for, you know, an extra $500. And I thought to myself, you know, when I worked for the DISD, I was like, oh, well, that was really actually a destructive act. You know, I wasn't picking somebody that had the best relationship and, you know, making sure that that extra $500 went back into that relationship so, you know, they were a better partner for me the next time I needed to buy from them. You know, it was uh, you know, yeah, this fascinating reverse process. Right. It, it, is a, it is, like I said, from going from the customer ecosystem and going to the partner ecosystem, it was completely different. I, you know, I did not even connect the dot when I joined, uh, when I took over this role, I did not even connect that 85% of the revenue comes from there. I was like, yeah, it's cool. You know, it, how challenging would it be? And just, Understanding our VMware ecosystem, understanding the different route to markets, you know, and every route to market is very, very biased about their route to market, right? So when I go talk to this team, they are like, you know, all about the DISTI. They don't care about solution provider. They care about DISTI's first, then solution provider, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's amazing to basically see how protected they are for their own specific community, and that's all they do, right? Mm-hmm. So there's still that siloed approach to a certain extent, but at the same time, you know, they are productive about who they work with and how they work with. At the end of the day, they all work together, but still, they are first protected about their industry and their, their focus area versus everybody else. So we have done a couple things around social marketing around right. partners, and uh, I, I thought I mentioned a couple of those. One is um, if you're a V expert or you're a partner, um, we obviously have you in the program, right? So you're, you're, you're allowed to be in the program, and we support that. But then, two, we have a platform called advocacy.vmware.com, right. uh, which is a distribution of social content. So we're putting in maybe 50 to 100 pieces of content per day into that platform. We scrape our channels. You can get a mobile app, and you can get in that platform, and then you're getting a constant stream of good articles that you can one-button click, publish into your social channels. Right, mm-hmm. but and and that's good social outbound. We have maybe five or six thousand uh, VMware and partners and the experts in that tool, so that you get a constant stream of good social content to publish through your social channels as you. So you're not retweeting it; you're just doing that. And we've invited the experts. We've invited PEX, uh, a partner, partner people into that. So if people are listening and you're a partner and you're not in. Uh, the advocacy.vmware.com tool, you can reach out to us and we can add you into the tool. Uh, so we do a, a call out every once in a while. A couple of years ago, we added partners in there. And we have some number of partners in, in, in that tool. The other thing that's good about that tool is we allow partners to submit content. Mm-hmm. And so that's a way for a partner that has a solution, right, of, of our or anybody that has something interesting, they can submit their content and we push that out to our 6,000 advocates. Uh, so that's kind of a bi-directional shift.
sharing of content with partners. Um, which I just got to say, yeah, we do we do some work with partners, so yeah, that's I good. Think, I think um, yes, we did start that a few years ago, but I don't know how many we have total at this point. But yeah, I think it's still a great tool. I still agree that we should actually you know push more towards that because that also helps our partners to grow their community too internally. Yeah, that's right. That's that's the main benefit that right. we saw at that time. So I think it would be great. I mean, even for a distributor, if they can push it out to their partners, right, that they actually deal with or whatever, right? I mean, right. that's a great challenge. And it's right. also been tricky because partners don't have a lot of resource, marketing right. resources and marketing headcount to spare. Only the they're, 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 they're much more interested in selling deals and right. closing. And I mean, most of the social stuff is awareness and, and foundation type of work that, that's building a platform uh, and a lot of partners just don't have that luxury, but right. some of the big guys obviously do. It's a great differentiator, though. If you're a if you're a partner that is you know technically savvy and you're investigating things and and discovering things and publishing it out, and then VMware amplifies that, yeah. and more and more people see that, then you know then that's you know a really great differentiator for for that partner. And what I've seen though for the in the partner ecosystem, which is to your point, which is they really consume. SaaS tools from us, websites, things that are already up, we've set them up, and all they have to do is some minimal engagement to get value. Because as you say, when they get up in the morning, they're not dreaming about coming to Partner Central or right. dreaming about VMware and Adversity. <laughs> they're dreaming about how to close the deal. how to yeah. And so, so going to Partner Central uh, for a little bit, I know you guys are working on it. I've seen some, some requests to, to, for us to do some, some investments in Partner Central. So I know you can't talk too much about you know futures, but do you guys have a short list of things you wanted to make better there or investment in the partner ecosystem when it comes to online support? Yeah, so it's all about um, next year. What we're trying to do is personalization and mobile mo- and um, you know responsive design. So think about this way. Uh, you know, like I said, partner doesn't get excited waking up in the morning, but at the same time, if he does get excited and wake up in the morning and if he uses a cell phone right, which right now they cannot. So our goal is to, right, one, make it responsive for them so that they can actually go, you know, do their deals or whatever they want to on the phone or on the tablet or any device, right? I mean, that's something that Pat has basically also said, any device, any, you know, any platform. So that's what our goal is. And at the same time, it's all about personalization, right? So if we knew partner XYZ, you know, has something that's available to him to actually close deal or maybe his renewal is up that he didn't know about, our goal is to actually start personalizing the messaging, personalize all the things for our partners so that they can actually engage with us much better. So those are the two top priorities that we have at this point for our partners, uh, for partner, sorry, for Partner Central that we're trying to do uh, for sure um, and hoping that we will be able to accomplish most of that. That's really cool. I, I really like the personalization. If we could extend that to content too, you know, if I'm a security-focused partner, exactly. then maybe some of the advocacy channels, really what I want to see is... Uh, you know, security content. Exactly. I mean, like I said, there's people that are marketing people and they don't want to see technical stuff, right? And right. there's technical people that don't care about marketing, right? So even if I basically had a technical person, I showed them, here's PDC, go do figure it like, what the hell do I do? Okay, let me actually show you hands-on lab. Great. That's what I was looking for in the first place. Or, you know, give me emails that I can go test them out, right? So we have to make sure that we create that journey for our for our partners so that they can be more successful. And that's what our goal is for next year, is to create those journeys, personalize the content for them, and make sure that we can actually have that mobilized for them. I personally hate 
personalized content. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I like to come in and learn everything, right? And the, the minute you start personalizing, then the next thing you know, I'm not getting exposed to what everybody else is getting exposed to. Pretty soon I'm seeing 500 types of content all in the same line. I want to be able to come in and just see everything. All, you read yeah. all 50 uh, advocacy articles every day? Every day, every day. I'm in, I'm in every <laughs> channel. I'm selecting every channel, and I read everything. I don't think I'm going to change that. I'm going to basically have messages specific for you. Eric, you saw this yesterday. Here you go. You are, this is the first one you actually see, right? So personalize it that way, right? Make it simple for you, right? It can just be priority instead of filtering, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just whining because anytime I have a headache and I go and I Google, you know, uh, Excedrin or any kind of pain kill, then for the next three months I'm oh, yeah. getting like, got a headache? Here, we can help you, right? Oh, yeah, so I know. It, it, it gets a little tiring after a little while. No, we won't do that. We are, we are, you have to log in to see any of that. So don't worry. You'll never get those yeah. ads from Partner Central. Good. Good. <laughs> um, and then into next year, we, we always try to brainstorm how can, how can community, how can be experts, how can people help, you know, you accomplish some of the stuff you're doing, right? I, I, Katie mentioned in the chat that, yep, she actually, in one of her previous roles at VMware when she was interning, she worked on managing this social media syndication uh, for partner central social tools, right? So um, maybe there's some work we can do there to, to, to help feed uh, more social into partners. Maybe there's hashtags we could be working on uh, to expose more partner activities. I don't think we get visibility into the events that partners are doing either, right? Like how how would you, how do we send social traffic, social love um, out to the partners when they are right. doing something interesting? I think there's we some areas there. We also have social cast, uh, which is also again behind the firewall for our partners, and we use that, and it's basically broken down. We have different groups within there, right, that our partners basically go register or sign up and everything. And I think that would be a great opportunity to basically get your expertise and see what else can we actually do, do to improve more of that, right? Customer advocacy is a great tool. Social right. syndication is great. I think if, again, anything that we can basically enable our partners to be more successful from a community standpoint, that's what partners are looking for, right? So if we actually make sure that we spread the joy, spread the word, I think that will make our partners happy for sure, right? Yeah, and and it's one of those things that you know I I make fun of personalization, but um, it's because for me that's high hanging fruit. The low hanging fruit is eighty five percent of the business part. We should be reaching out and figuring out how to engage tighter with partner ecosystem and even the bloggers and like how do even the experts like how do we how do we build in kind of partner love to these programs because eighty five percent of our business is going through that. Right. I, and I think I remember there was a, a tool, I think if you're just a customer, to, to find a partner in your area that helped you solve the type of problem that, that you're looking to solve. You know, um, I, I think that maybe engaging with the community a little bit better, you know, Eric, just to answer your question, you know, hey, you know, the community members are probably the most engaged VMware customers that we know about, you know, maybe doing some uh, some polling and, and discussion with, with those with those uh, engaged people, uh, those community members, to find out what their ideal partner looks like, mm -hmm. and then and then steering the partners to to, to move in that direction. Yeah, like a like a how to find a partner on steroids for social, right? Which is we don't really talk to some of the big bloggers going. 
What is your engagement with partners? What do you do with partners? How do we get exposure to that? Could we have some good blogs around how to choose a partner? Right. What what value prop does a partner offer? Like, what are the competitive partners? Like, what stank or stack rank your partners? Right? Mm-hmm. Which ones do you think are the best? Right? right. We, we really don't do any of that type of stuff, and we don't have that dialogue with the 1,600 V experts around these type of subjects, which I think we're probably missing an opportunity there. Absolutely. Right, yeah. Uh, which is what Sumit uh, keeps him up at night, right? You know, this is what you do every day. You wake up in the morning going, okay, how do I make a difference? I do right. log into Partners Online. That's one thing that excites me for sure in the morning, to how do I log in, but can't do it on my phone, so I have to use my computer. <laughs> so, yeah. The other thing is, like, are there entry-level ways that some of the V experts can engage with. If you're not a partner, I guess you can't engage. No, that's yeah. the number one requirement is you have to be a partner, right? Otherwise I can't help you. There's nobody can help you, right? No. Why though? Why why couldn't we have an entry level way bar. into partner central for like a V expert to it's, come it's engage? A low bar. Low, low bar. We, yeah. we have talked about doing something like that you in the past. Test that you are a company that's engaging and thinking about starting with VMware and you register for a partner central. So it's pretty easy to get to, I don't want to call, I don't want to encourage 1,600 V experts to go sign up to be a partner, but um, but it is an interesting concept that we, yeah, we should follow I mean, up on. That's the right? thing, right? So the number one thing is register. Once you register to become a partner, then there's some kind of process that we go through internally. To, to bet you, say, yeah. I assume, yeah. Yeah, yeah that you, yeah, you can qualify to be a partner, right? <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to become something. a partner next right. week. So, Eric, the partner. Exactly. Right. So, I, yeah, I would say basically uh, once they become a partner, then it becomes easier, right? But at the same time, when it comes to social social cast and, you know, um, things that we use, I'm sure we can try to figure out a way to actually have like a V expert talking about things that might be interesting for our partners because there might be a specific technical audience group that we can even create within the social cast right. group and say, okay, V experts are going to talk about this right. and this and things like that. Well, and on CloudCred, we have NSX certification badges, yeah. right, that right. that teach people about NSX and how we, we're constantly looking at how do we deeper the engagement around NSX. That's yeah, just an example of exactly. that. And we never really look at the partner engagement, like what do we do with partners around NSX? What do we get the community engaged with, you know, the training of, right. of solution selling around NSX? And that, that whole space I think we could do a better job with. So it's interesting. Uh, Graham says, I was a Microsoft OEM partner for years at home. Right, right. <laughs> Microsoft has like 2 million partners like that, by the way. So I know Everybody that you can, yeah, yeah, you, can, you can become a partner you know, as an SMB offering, right? Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, I was a, a SCO Unix partner in, my, in one of my days. Were you right? really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sold SCO Unix, got my first copies of SCO by signing up for the partner, you know, becoming a partner, doing the paperwork, and... And that did some work at University of Miami around SCO. This was back in maybe 1992 mm-hmm. when the uh, yeah the internet hadn't been invented yet, right. but you had a UUCP connection, so you could you could you could build networks of communication protocol, sharing email and that kind of stuff. So it's interesting days. Uh, but I get the idea. It does, it, the the bar is low to become a partner, but that's not what we're trying to do here. Well, I'm not yeah. trying to incentivize people no. to sign up to be a fake partner, but I mean, you're a registered business with the city that you're in. And I mean, who's yep. to say that you're, yep. that you're not going to be a partner? And, I, and honestly, I, I think that the things that you get access to in Partner Central are really valuable things. And I think it you know, gives you great insight to, you know, the, the, uh, becoming a sales professional, becoming a technical sales professional. I mean, this is, you know, it's great information. Um, 
I think the discount structure for partners is not really a huge secret, you know. Um, so if you find out, like, oh, you know, XYZ type partner gets a 10% discount, right. I mean, right. that's, that's not a secret. Well, neat, right. neat brainstorming for sure. I think there could be a really neat blog in our future to, to you know, share some of them, the wealth in, uh, and secrets that possibly we could push out external that, you know, that isn't too confidential right. uh, and there, there's there's areas we could work together. So to me, we're at the top of the hour. Um, uh, do P, are you on Twitter? Can people follow you? Uh, how do they reach out to you? I have zero followers on Twitter. I had one that I was following apparently by mistake, so I basically got rid of that too. So I have zero. So don't follow me on Twitter. I don't actually log in on Twitter. But you can always email me. Uh, it's S Purdani, which is S as in Sam, P U R. D H A N I at VMware.com. So you can always reach me there. Um, you know, if nice. You, All right. You know, that's yeah, the best you have, If you have ideas or you want to reach out, uh, Sunit Runs, Partner Central, is uh, obviously tons of experience in this space. So appreciate you coming on. We should, uh, we should, this again to us is we used to have the partner people come on, yeah. you know, once a year or so just to update us on what's happening. And we haven't done that on the podcast for a couple, three years now. So, wow. well, yeah. I think it would be great to actually have more people from the partner marketing partner route to markets come to you and talk to you, right. And see what help they might need or something. So right. I think we can, we can absolutely work on that for sure. Yep. And maybe we'll get you on Twitter. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Well, uh, thank you for the invitation. Appreciate the talk. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot for coming. Good. Great to get an update. Thanks for running PEX. That, that was a, a, you know, we got a lot of good uh, feedback. Thanks for being here. John, thanks for coming across the bridge again. Uh, we will be on next week. We're going to have some of the VMware cloud people on the week after next. So we're going to keep them rolling. Thanks for listening. And we'll see everyone again next week. <laughs>